Welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, a special Christmas episode. Woo! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everyone! Thank you for joining us on your Christmas. That's fun. Or maybe just after Christmas. I don't know. Whenever you're listening to us, it's Christmas for us, and therefore it's Christmas forever. Forever. And you're at the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever you remembered that bit. <laughs> we read. And this week, we read... A Wallflower Christmas by Lisa <gasps> Claypass. How appropriate. is... If you've read the Wallflower series or listened to our previous episode on that, there's four of those books, and this is a fifth book, but it is a novella. Yes, but it comes sequentially after the series is finished. About a couple months after the events of the fourth book. Mm -hmm. Not that that's massively relevant. So, Mm -mm. Kimberly, do you want a spoiler-free recap? Sure. Great. I feel you'd be really concise about this one. It's a novella. I feel like it's easy to, to recap, or at least to give you the gist. It's Regency England, and it's Christmas time. Terrific. I'm not going to recap the whole Wallflower series from start to finish. Just listen to our episode. Exactly. Suffice to say, it's one of those ones where everyone's a wallflower and they all decide to help each other succeed in getting husbands. None of them are particularly horrible or heinous or even unattractive. They just are wallflowers for various society reasons. Yes. There are two sisters who are wallflowers because they are Americans. So their manners are not up to ton scratch. And also it's not the ton Regency are just England. It's Victorian judgy. England. Yeah, it is. Oh my goodness. It's all, that's because that's actually Americans. central to the wallflower. The trains plot. are happening, trains and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Whoa. So they're not wow. up to the ton scratch. Wow. We'll forgive you, Amy, because it's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> So all the wallflowers marry well. That's not a spoiler. It's a romance series. And this book is about Rafe, who is Rafe Bowman, who is the brother, the eldest brother of those two sisters from America. and Daisy Bowman. Yeah. Basically, his parents are awful and his dad particularly and treats Rafe like he can never do anything right and blah, blah, blah. So he's a little bit rebellious as a response to that. And mostly he's like, I don't care about you, Dad. I'm not trying to impress you. But recently, so he's gone off and made his fortune by himself. But recently what he really wants is to bring Bowman Soap, which is the family business, is making soap. He wants the rights or the control of the European expansion of the company. The dad or Rafe? No, Rafe does. That's what he wants. And in order to get that, his dad is like, well, if you – you have to give a little to get a little. I want what he what his dad wants is to improve the family name, which is why he brought the girls over to England to marry into the nobility. The nobility. So he wants Rafe to do the same. So Rafe has agreed to come to London and meet Lady Nicole, Na- Lady Natalie, Natalie. Something oh, I was other. so close. You were very close, Lady right. Natalie. Blandford, who, I think. Bl- yeah, exactly. And she is from a very good family. But it would really benefit her family to marry into an extreme amount of money because the whatever house, whatever title her father has, most of the family estate and the family assets are entailed. Entailed? Yeah. And so it means that when he dies, there will be no that he he as an individual man, he doesn't actually have a lot to leave his wife and daughter. So it's important 
for kind of their future that she marries really, really well. And obviously Rafe Bowman has a ton of his own money and will have even more when he inherits from his dad and will have even more again if his dad agrees to giving him the European rights to the soap so, company. Yeah. The only other person I need to tell you about, so they're all going to they're all going to a convenient um, Christmas house party held in Lillian's estate. Exactly. She's married Lord Westcliff and is who is very powerful important. and important and wealthy, which is the other reason Lady Natalie's dad is like you should marry into that family because being like close with West Westcliff is a great advantage to you. Mm-hmm. Even though she'd be like stepping down to marrying a mere mister. And, and an American. And an American. So the only other thing is she has a companion. Her cousin is her paid companion, fell on hard times, bloody blah, blah. Hannah Appleton. And Hannah has been invited over to meet the sisters and Rafe to kind of so that they, because they don't know Lady Natalie at all. So they want to kind of find out a bit about her mm. and find out what might please her so that Rafe can court her successfully and righty, righty, righty. And Upon meeting, it is clear in the first kind of two minutes that the love story is most likely going to be about Hannah and Rafe and that they, she kind of has an instant response to him and he has an instant response to her. And then they all go to the house party. Christmas things happen. Christmas romance happens the end yeah that's the well that's the recap without taking yeah except there's like bits of things that happen with all the different the wallflowers and their husbands so if you've read that series you're like yeah there's tidbits for that too yeah yeah so amy what did you think of wallflower christmas i so novella it is the time of year for a novella isn't it it is because we're all busy with christmasing and it is a nice shortish one it actually felt quite long but i'm going to come to that so this isn't the first time i've read it the first time i read this was quite a few years ago and probably close to when we actually read the wallflower series yeah i think it was about maybe five ten years ago and the first time i read it i sped through it i devoured it a few years ago i was like i should read that again it's a christmas book i didn't finish at that time Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember why, but this is the third time I've read this book, and now I understand why. I would say it's the I second and a half it. time you've read this book. Before. Yeah, well, it's the third time I've attempted the commencement of this book. Mm. So I'm, I don't mind Hannah, but Rafe is a horrible person. I think I don't like Rafe. Mm. A horrible person might be going too far. I wrote um. knobhead. In my notes. Seems appropriate. Yeah. Mm. And you know how you say I'm quoting from the text? Anytime. And that's all I need to send you. Like, if I message you and say, I'm reading blah, blah. Here's a started. I've started writing down quotes from the text. I know know how you're going to feel. So she knew it was useless to resist his strength. Mm. That's a line from it. They talk a lot about the fact that he is physically stronger than her. And she. this is one of those ones where she's like, I actually don't really want any bar of you, even mm. though I've got this lusty thing happening. Mm. And he's like, try and stop me. I'm a rake. Yeah. I could make you my mistress. And she's like, back off. But I can't resist. And yeah. I just find that really, I don't find that very comfortable. So that, I've, as I was reading and Particularly we got to that point. Particularly in this context, in this historic context, try and stop me. 
legitimately she can't. She's help. So like as in she's being she's in a paid service, not quite servanty. She's but paid. she's not family. She's being paid as a companion. So she's employed and he actually can force her to do whatever she, he wants her to do. And I think if you take it from that way, then yeah, it's coercion and which is just like not okay. It's it's awful and yeah, rape. It's- but it's if you then look at it from the perspective of ignorance, so even if you ignore that, even if they were on the similar social footing, mm. the ignorance of women at this time, this for me was like you were taking advantage of that to oh, be like very, I can make you, I can make you want me. She's like I'm overwhelmed by is taking advantage yeah. of her from how her character is set up at the beginning where Lady Natalie's like I'm so I'm going to kiss him. I need to know if he's a good kisser, and mm. she's like. I can't imagine myself doing that type of thing. Mm. And then he's like, uh, that it's that whole that so whole is a premise. <laughs> that hate, that's the hating pre- into love. Yeah, and not even that, but hating and then pursuing almost for the fun of it aggressively, which is what he's doing. And yeah. then he sort of falls. He sort of they, they she tries to like make him be a better person than he is, but. He sort of burned his bridges for me when he when she was like, no, no, I don't want this. And he was like, you can't stop me. This is how we do it in America. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember that, was that line? Actually, I think I wrote that one down. Yeah. It was something like, well, this is how we court girls, girls in, in America. America. We kiss them hard. And if they say no, we, we kiss, them, kiss even them even harder until they give in or surrender or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. called rape. Yeah, like that's, that's like not consent. Uh-uh. So yeah, that was a sort of massive book killer for me. That mm. whole vibe—it's hard then, to overcome, isn't it? So then I was like, okay, that's happened. Not into the romance between these two. What happens with Lady Natalie? What happens? You know, how the other little wallflowers appear? And that was, you know, it was nice to sort of meet some of them. Lillian has this sort of narrative with her husband that just felt really contrived that mm. came into it like just to make it be a bit longer. And then the other thing is we spend a lot of time with the Bowmans. They're not the best characters in no, the Wallflower series. Not. They were the most irritating for me. Yes. The, the little sister was better, but you spend too much time with them. And uh, Like Lillian and Westcliff's book annoyed me when I read I the I just Wallflower was like book. skippity, skippity, yeah. skippity. Mostly reading Wallflower Christmas made me want to read Evie's story, The Devil in Winter, again, mm. because that happens away from them. Yeah, it does. It's, uh, <laughs> Which... that's, I thought that too, actually, <laughs> as they were talking about and sort of semi-recapping their little books. I was like, God, that was a good book. Yeah, because that was mm. just them. I could have handled like a story about just the four of them, like the husbands aren't there mm. and the four of them are like, you know, maybe, you know, one but of those classic ones where, or... yeah, but as a sequel, as like an epilogue to these characters that we already but know. But why would someone who had read a romance series be interested in reading a non-romance addition to that series? with the characters. I know, I know. It's But the point is the whole romance, structure of the romance in this was not something I'd recommend. I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it and I found it very difficult to finish yet again mm. from the point of that this is how we caught girls Which is early. I think that's it's chapter like, two. Yeah, it's it's quite early on because I was on 29% for such a long time that yeah. you were like, have you finished? I, I know. I was like, reading are you reading it. or not? Yeah. No, it's like 29% mark that I'm like, blurg. So the vibe I get from you is that you sort of align 
Oh, absolutely. Like even more fiercely than you. Like you're sort of being polite and going, oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought that was a little, yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, it was a book about assault. And I read a girl being assaulted over and over. And I wasn't going to be semi-gaslit into believing it was mm. love. Yeah, it was um, uncomfortable. And I skim read it after that, the 20, after that sort of 20% mark. I just, yeah, I was like, okay, well, I can do this real, real, real quickly. Other notable lines from our friend Rafe, who we're supposed to believe is a romantic hero, was, women are intolerable when they get what they want. That was kind of the vibe of the whole book for me, was Uh. this idea that men know better and women are silly, and that that was kind of his vibe and outlook. And for me... He never came back from there no, in a way he that didn't was meaningful come back from enough. His original character no. construction, because that's just who he was, and and I I get that the world is full of lots of different types of people, and people might be like, I actually really like that in a man. I like that nineteen fifties kind of madman slap me on the bum as I walk past, and you know that kind of I that I like that role. I like taking on that role. Then this book is totally for you. I'm not that person. Now you're sounding like me. (laughs) I'm not that person. And if I was friends with that person, I'd pull them aside and we'd have a chat. But (laughs) but that I would do for a friend. I understand that this is a much broader audience and I'm not having a go at anyone. But yeah, I did not like him. I he was gross. And I also thought that at a and this was the other kind of expanding on what we said before. At this time in history, women are entirely dependent upon men. Mm. Men are in charge. Everything a woman does and is, particularly in this class that we're operating in, it all depends on men. So as soon as he made it clear that he didn't care what she wanted, she doesn't have a choice. And I cannot believe in a romance or in love where one party doesn't have a choice. Mm. That for me is coercion. She was just going to end up with him regardless of whether she because it's what chose he wanted, or if yeah. she. And I and you've had that in novels where it's the I guess the desire and the that kind of aggress- aggressive going after what you want is more one sided than you know is kind of one sided. But in a longer form book, I've, I have seen it before where the author turns it around by really emphasizing a change in the character who was being over aggressive. Yep. And a complete walking away and a creation of circumstance and context that allows for for both parties, even the reluctant initially reluctant party, to make an informed, completely free choice. Where they're going to be totally fine and all their family are fine and they're financially stable and there's no horrendous consequence either way. Mm. And then they get to choose. That was not this book. So I would I could not I could not unrecommend it harder enough. This is what's wrong with romance novels is creating relationships like this and calling them romance. This Don't is what read it on Christmas. God um, no. It will make you really It'll just grumpy make you really on angry. Christmas. Yeah. And it will remove any form of romantic thoughts out of yeah. your Christmas. It'll also, just make you annoyed. I didn't think it was Christmassy enough. No, I mean they did this big sort of tree decoration that had a funny sort of moment and there was a yeah. lot of Charles Dickens's Christmas Carol in it. Yeah. But it didn't feel as Christmassy as some of the other ones we've read in previous years. Like Ladies in Black feels more Christmassy. Feels more Christmassy, but also and that's, that's about Australia. But that's also about community and the things that you want and, to have. Yeah, at exactly. Christmas time. And I yeah. think this isn't about because he was so obnoxious and so unlikable and just so like needed a whack across the head and a 
attitude readjustment. He, for me, this didn't have that vibe of of love and festivity that you kind of look for in a Christmas read. Yeah. So yeah. this was a disappointing Christmas read. This is, therefore, from both of us, a hard no. It is a trash. Not just as in I won't read it again, but as in people shouldn't read it and people should stop writing these books. The end. So on that note. On that note, Merry Christmas. <laughs> And just goes to show, no matter what time of year or day of the year, it can go either way. But join us again next time when we will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. Will it be New Year's? Is a week from Christmas New Year's? How do I not know that math? Yes. Yes. So a week, it'll be next year when you join us. (gasps) Well, oh join us next year when we will continue doing all of those things. And thank you so much once again for spending some of your time with us, potentially all year. Or if this is your first episode, welcome. And until then, happy, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.